Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to live, love, and matter. Hi, I'm Coach Marilyn, and I heal, teach, and coach millennials who are sensitive and creative entrepreneurs and professionals to remove their subconscious beliefs and habits that are holding them back so they can break through to their next level of personal and professional success wealth, happiness, and self-love. I want you to know that you and your actions matter. And today, I am so pleased and excited to introduce you to um, Elena Herdikaroff. She's the founder and CEO of Entra Princess. Did I say all those correctly? <laughs> Elena? <laughs> Welcome. And uh, she is a mentor for highly sensitive and empathic entrepreneurs and TEDx speaker. In her TEDx talk, she explains why we need to change the prevalent culture narrative around highly sensitive people. As a highly sensitive person herself, she has made it her mission to empower other highly sensitive people, entrepreneurs, to turn their sensitivity into their greatest business asset. She offers mentoring, online courses, a membership community, and events to set her fellow sensitive entrepreneurs up for success. Her credo is that you can be both highly sensitive and highly successful. She is an award-winning serial entrepreneur and is passionate about highly sensitive uh, entrepreneurship. French literature, organic living, Reiki, and spirituality. So welcome again, Elena. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, I was really excited when I saw your TED Talk, uh, which is called The Gentle Power of the Highly Sensitive Person. And um, I am a highly sensitive person, and we haven't really discussed... Um, what it is to be highly sensitive on Millennials and Money Cafe yet. So uh, why don't we start with um, describing to people what it means to be highly sensitive, and then we're going to go into talking about why you did your TED Talk, and then we're going to talk about um, what it means to be highly sensitive and um, an entrepreneur, um, and then uh, hopefully get into high, what it means to be highly sensitive and, and dealing with um, money mindset and, and challenges. And more, probably more, but I just wanted to give an overview to everybody who's listening that this is going to be a really um, impactful, valuable conversation we're having. So um, let's start with what's it mean to be highly sensitive? That's a great question. And I think... Many people um, have heard the term highly sensitive, but they don't really know what that means or even if it applies to them. So that's why I'm so glad we're starting off with this so that everybody who might not even think they are highly sensitive, maybe they can listen to this and think, oh, well, maybe I actually am. So highly sensitive people are make up about 50 to 20% of the world population, and they have a genetic trait called sensory processing sensitivity. Now, that's a big fancy word to describe the fact that we are both 
from a sensory and from an emotional perspective more uh, receptive to the outside world. Um, I always like to say it's like living in osmosis with everything around you, both from an emotional perspective and also some people have uh, senses that are on permanent high alert, being that they hear everything, they, they have a super sharp vision or, or they get overpowered by energies. So anything that falls into these categories and they also have a very deep um, kind of ability to feel things and to be emotional. And um, the author uh, and, and actually the, the person that put out this term HSP or highly sensitive person, um, you probably, as, as I did, discovered the term through, through her yes. writing. Yeah. Um, this is Dr. Elaine Aaron. She published a book called The Highly Sensitive Person. And in it, she kind of summarizes the four key traits of highly sensitive people. Maybe it would be helpful if I just quickly yeah. go through these yeah. four traits so that everybody can kind of have a good understanding. So she uses the acronym DOES um, to, to explain the four key characteristics. And the D stands for depth of processing. Meaning we're the kind of people that are deeply observant of everything. We're the thinkers and we're very curious and in-depth. And, you know, we can also potentially sometimes downside overthink everything. So that's, that's kind of, um, you know, when, when you mull over a menu or try to figure out the meaning of an SMS for one hour, then that, that falls into this category. <laughs> yes. Uh, Yes, we're we're definitely uh, we internalize we we spend a lot of time um, internalizing or and and um, processing, like she said, depth of processing uh, what's going on around us and yeah. how and, and, and how I, we're how we're a part of that. Exactly, and and I think it's actually a very beautiful trait because it, it fundamentally shows a deep caring. Um, that you want to understand things and you want to you want to compute them and, and maybe see how you can improve them once you've computed them. So I think that's a very beautiful side of this trait. Yes, yes. I think this is also in business. I think every business should have a highly sensitive person in it because they can see things and uh, know things that are happening before that, that other people who don't have this uh, quality can and and really save the business uh, money time energy um a lot of different things so absolutely i i agree with that and to have a thinker on board is always a good idea in my book <laughs> All right, right. Oh. um the the second um uh, aspect of it is the overstimulation so that is probably more difficult to live with as a highly sensitive person because that means we have a very strong reaction to stimuli of any kind. So that can be to the environment we're in, to sight, smell, sounds. It can be to other people and their energy. It can be to other people's hardship. It can be to anything. And that can really be a bit overwhelming uh, because we don't have, I would say, this kind of barrier that maybe other people experience where, you know, they, they, they can say that's 
that's other people's problem and this is mine that's very difficult to do um, as an HSP and and that's again where this osmosis feeling comes from and when too many factors come in at the same time that's where the overstimulation quickly happens so that's something I think you've probably also experienced Marilyn where you know we can have the nerves frazzled after a busy day of talking to too many people or being in a busy overcrowded place or something afterwards we're like you know all peopled out <laughs> right 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 or uh clutter in an office um like i had exactly. to straighten my office before i talked to you or too many things on the to-do list that just yeah you know, that could be also really through. overwhelming and and that's where i think it it like order, peace, calm, an area to kind of retreat. Um, that can be really important for HSPs to keep their balance because if they're too exposed to to news and and other people and and busy city life or whatever it is, it can just quickly get too much, and then um, the HSP falls out of their happy balance. So yes. that's something I think we can always strive to reduce some of the stimulations to operate well. <laughs> right, right, and that's uh, you know that's learning how to manage your life, manage. Man, you know, a lot of this is about managing your mind and managing your energy. Completely. And I think that's a really um, important thing to know about yourself so that you can uh, also map out your day in a way that will work for your energy rather than overpowering yourself. You can, you can actually create some safe spaces for yourself so you know you're always showing up at your best. So I think that can really um, help. And then the E in does stands for empathy. And um, that's probably not to be confused with the term empath, which is a bit different. So this is really just in, in the classical definition of empathy that you can feel what others feel. Um, and you can literally walk that proverbial mile in their shoes. And I think that is um, something that is a real core identifier to most HSPs I've met. They're all like this is we, we feel things for others and that can be animals, the environment, other people of course or anything like that is we, we feel their hardship and we feel their story before they even tell us their story and that's where then the HSP feels compelled to help because we feel the pain as if it were our own. Mm -hmm. um, and that I think is, is, is that's kind of the the helping side of this and empathy can also of course from a business perspective be absolutely wonderful and um, that's why many HSPs go into helping professions as well it's like healers, coaches, consultants, spiritual guides, typical HSP professions uh, because, um, because you cannot not care when you can feel what it's like. So that's, that's where this comes in, it's not just from a kind of moral standpoint that HSPs care, they care because they can feel how bad it must be to be in that position and then they want to do something about it typically. Right. Well, uh, one of the things that I discovered um, about myself is that, uh, and I think this how it starts out about helping is because particularly at young age we become nurturers and helping people try and solve their problems because it affects us. So, also, so, of course, yeah. so making making them happier makes us happier until we learn how to not be so affected by that. And I think also the other thing to say here with the empath um, is that um, we can feel what's going on with them even if they can't feel it. Yes, and that is very tricky actually because 
when you, especially when it's about other people and you can feel that something is is kind of not going right and you feel their energy is, is somehow upsetting you so you know there's something there and if they don't see it or they don't want to hear it, that gets really painful for an HSP because you're like, no, no, but we need to dive into this, we need to heal this and the other person might be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, 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 yes, yes, so, all right, so what's the H? mean the S, S, why am I saying S that? S is, um, is awareness of subtleties. So that's um, where we pick up on all subtle changes in our environment. And that can help us sometimes also to understand and predict the future to some extent. Because we're like, um, I don't know how, how we could say this. I think there's an English saying that says you're the canary in the coal mine. Is that is that oh. what, what it's so you know, yeah, if something's going to blow, if there's gas. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of you know, that, that idea that because we are so highly attuned from a sensory perspective to what's going on, we can also easier have an easier time to predict what might happen. And, and that, of course, is then also useful um, also in the business sense because we can feel out trends, we can feel out uh, wh where something is going to happen, what, what we can do to contribute to improve situations before they happen. So that's a very... Um, important part of the trade as well, I think. So are you saying, uh, to clarify for our audience here, that, um, that um, so this is like where our intuition comes in, where our if psychic abilities, where our inner knowing? Um, I, I would probably say that the, most of us experience a very strong intuition and we all have our intuition as like really a, a GPS that takes us to to where we feel we must go and, and that gives us this sense of knowingness. Um, I think that is probably where, where kind of the scientific research and the spiritual side of being an HSP are probably not fully fully 100% on one level because from an experiential perspective, you can feel psychic and clairvoyant or, or super intuitive. But of course, to put that in a scientific way is, is more complicated. But I would say from an experience uh, perspective, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think that's an important aspect of, of the highly sensitive. But, yeah. um, but it's not always developed. Yes. It's something I think that we that that a lot of us it's, it's been shut down. A lot of these things, um, in in some ways, have been I think in the until they work with you or me or somebody else, right? That a lot of times in childhood this has been shut down because we've been told we're weak, we're shy, we're you know less than those who can muscle through their day and not be affected by anything or anybody. Um, it's very true that that we've grown up thinking that something's wrong with us. We're broken somewhere because we're so affected by by our environment and so moved by beauty and nature and the people around us. Um, That's very true, and I think every highly sensitive person will have heard several times in their life, you're too sensitive, you should toughen up, you shouldn't be this way, get over yourself, you know, all of these things are typical because um, being highly sensitive is inconvenient in our modern society. It's, it's, you know, being emotional, being receptive takes you out of the rat race to some extent. It takes you out of the hustler mode because you cannot 
hustle if you feel as much as most of us do. So we have to find different ways to, to move forward and to make progress, but it's not the hustle mode. And I think that's also for entrepreneurs very important to see that um, you, you cannot win as a highly sensitive entrepreneur if you play by the general rules, quote unquote, of entrepreneurship. Right. That really doesn't work because that leads to frustration and burnout and all of these things. Yeah, it puts you in fight or flight, so you're actually like putting the brakes on anything that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. And that should then the, the true strength of sensitivity, they go to waste if you kind of try to play by the rules that are not meant for you. Right, right. And I think the rules are being changed. Um, one of the statements that you said in the beginning, which I love, was about the highly sensitives, the percentage of highly sensitives that are here. I think when, when Elaine um, Aaron wrote the book in 1996, she said 15 to 20 percent were highly sensitive. I really think it's more 50 or above now, since I believe that since the children were coming in in the 1980s and up, most of those children have been highly sensitive. And, um, and I think they're helping to stir the pot up to start make this world making this world a more sensitive uh, conscious environment and so I, 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 I think it's more 50% or, or above now but we've been conditioned right to, to we've been parented by uh, parents who who have been uh, you know parented by other people that are live in this this sort of uh, society that has these rules and now I think a lot of those rules are going blowing up in people's faces and it, it's a lot of the sensitives who have been creating new ways of doing things and new innovations and uh, solving problems and coming up with ideas and and so I think it's very I think it's a very exciting time for highly sensitive. I think creative. so. We're coming out of the shadows. And yes. We're like, hey, yes. highly sensitive and proud to be highly sensitive yes, yes. instead of ashamed to be yeah. highly sensitive, which may have been more the previous rhetoric that you were kind of ashamed for your weakness or your perceived weakness by others. Yeah. And now we are like, we can help. We can, you know, it's like, yeah, you need we us. We can change things. And I think that's the, that's the beauty of it. And that's also why I felt really compelled to do this tech talk was yes. because I wanted to um, highlight the fact that sensitivity is a strength and is much needed to help us navigate the troubled times ahead because um, the kind of problems we're facing as a society today from a political standpoint, from an environmental standpoint, I mean, these are unprecedented. And I think they cannot be solved in the way that these problems have been brought about. They have to have a different way of thinking about things to um, provide solutions. And I think uh, highly sensitive people are uniquely well-placed to contribute to that discussion. Oh, yeah. So why don't you share... Um, more about doing that talk and, and as a highly sensitive um, I also recognized um, you know how hard it is to get up in front of those people and do a talk like that <laughs> without a piece it, of paper <laughs> it, it was um, it was really really no doubt the most nerve-wracking experience of my life <laughs> Um, because, uh, as you quite rightly say, it's not the natural habitat for an HSP to be 
on on that kind of a stage and to attract also that kind of visibility. And I think that is something that many HSP entrepreneurs, myself included, have wrestled with is the more visibility you bring on, you know, the more exposure to, to both good and bad influences and, and energies you, you put out there. It's, it's difficult, but I thought my mission in that sense matters more and I want to encourage other highly sensitive people to do the same, to push past their safety net, past their comfort zone and say, hey, you are needed. Whatever you know or you know how to do, yes. don't keep it for yourself. Don't keep it just for your inner circle. Shine out the light and do what you have to do because it's crunch time from a, from a world perspective. It's really crunch time. And so I thought I cannot represent this message and then not put myself uh, like out there, I have to put myself out there so that uh, hopefully it starts a chain reaction. Other people say, "Wow, if she did this, then I can also do something uh, in my way with my know-how to also uh, further this change." Yeah, I I so agree. It's the same thing for me because well, one of the traits of the highly sensitive writers we don't like to make mistakes and we don't want to be judged and criticized for them either. <laughs> <laughs> so. To, so to put ourselves out there and do it our way is really important. And I know for me, it's like just, you know, doing this Millennials and Money podcast. I do, I do uh, YouTube videos. But when I first started, oh, my God. But it was just like, no, this is so needed right now, no matter how I do it, or if I'm tripping and falling. So any of you listening... Um, you know, just know that we, we've gone ahead and we're tripping and falling and it's all right. You get up and, and you're not scarred and you're not, you know, it's just like, just keep doing your work and your inner work. And um, our, 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 all that inner work we've been doing, <laughs> right? All that processing and all of the feeling and everything, we, we've, we've uh, you know, have a lot to offer from our, our, our creative inner worlds and, um, and the ability to have empathy and our awareness of subtleties and stuff out in the world that. Oh, um, completely. Yeah, why don't you share um, about yourself because wh what brought you up to doing the TED Talks? How did you, how did you uh, overcome your broken as a sensitive and to, to be a leader and be out here and, and guiding others? So, first of all, I, I, I think this is a great place to give a shout out to my family because I, I was one of the very few uh, highly sensitive people that, I mean, I talked to a lot of HSPs um, and I'm one of the few that had a really beautiful childhood with parents that understood my sensitivity before it even had an official name. And I was never made to feel bad about being highly sensitive, which I think um, kind of gave me an innate strength, which... I didn't have to kind of conjure up later on in life because it was gifted to me by my parents. And I really, I'm so grateful uh, to them for this gift that they kind of knew that it was okay for me to be uh, the, the little princess on the pea and that it wasn't bad. <laughs> so that's where it started. And um, my father was always an entrepreneur. He's also an HSP, even though he's now 80, he found out only now that he's an HSP with my, with my research. He realized that that's who he's always been. Um, and he inspired me to want to become an entrepreneur because um, 
as I also mentioned in my talk, I think the corporate environment is a tough one for HSPs because it's built on premises that are not friendly for sensitivity in general. And it's built on competition. It's built on hustle. It's built on having kind of steel elbows and not caring about other people. Um, and that's a perspective where HSPs are, are bound to not feel very good because they'll have to adjust um, to succeed. And I don't think that... that path never really appealed to me so the path of entrepreneurship did because there I knew I could kind of manage myself um, and I was always drawn to uh, the helping and healing um, professions as well so I started off uh, in Paris where I went after uh, after I grew up in Munich and I kind of went on a journey of creating my first startups and in, in coaching and healing and these kind of things and um, what I realized though that my kind of sensitive shadow sides were more pronounced than my sensitive strengths. So I was kind of always teetering on the edge of financial, emotional, and, and, you know, just physical stress, really, that, you know, I wanted to do so well. I wanted to help so many people. I wanted it to be perfect, and I, I wanted to be there for everyone at all times, and I had not very good boundaries in that sense. So, you know, my clients could call me on a Sunday afternoon, no problem, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, there has to be a better way. Like, there literally has to be a better way to do this. Um, and that's where I decided that the change would not come from an outside structural perspective, but it had to come from the inside. And at the time, I also had developed a severe form of eczema. And that kind of was an, as a physical expression of my sensitivity. I was literally thin-skinned. And, and that being thin-skinned led me down a journey where I healed uh, my inner self and as a result also uh, managed to get my skin condition back under control. I don't have eczema anymore, I'm thrilled to say. But that, that inner shift of healing these sides of me and allowing myself to have good boundaries, allowing myself to let good be good enough um, and um, allowing myself time for self-care and this kind of mindset shift um, allowed me to be successful in a way that is kind of publicly considered successful by you know official parameters but more than that it helped me to feel good and that was what it's much more about for me is that I felt good and I I kind of made friends with myself and my sensitivity and then I realized wow I can actually really use this in my business and I can feel great about being sensitive and I know my sensitive shadow sides and I know how to kind of not let them run the show and and that's why I'm so passionate today with entrepreneurs to kind of share that journey and, and maybe shorten that path a little bit for other entrepreneurs because it took me a while and a lot of suffering to get to that place and that's why I'm, I'm so thrilled to kind of reach out my hand and say hey I, I can guide you through this and I can, I can help you achieve what I like to call sensitive success. So not by other people's rule book, but by an HSP rule book. <laughs> yes, great. So why don't you talk about that? Or talk about uh, what are the challenges that highly sensitive entrepreneurs uh, face and uh, just... Um, Absolutely. So I would say we have um, several challenges and probably the most common challenges are, first of all, 
um, there's a conflict between being a business owner that has to sell and being a business owner that wants to give everything for free. And uh, HSPs fall into the category of wanting to give everything away because it feels good to them if they have a natural gift. They feel wrong about charging for it. They feel wrong about kind of thinking like a business owner. They want to see themselves more as the healer or the giver or all of these things. And, um, of course, that makes running a business rather challenging. So it expresses itself in that, you know, you never make money in your business or you're constantly strapped for cash or uh, abundance is, is something that you don't experience in your life. That's because there's a very conflicted energy around making money and uh, having sales conversations. And it's kind of like the hush-hush of the HSP world is like, let's not talk about money that's not good. Um, right. It's kind of unspiritual. And, and I'm really here to say that I think uh, earning a, a decent living with your gift is actually a super spiritual expression of who you are. Because abundance comes in many forms. And I think money should be part of that. And I'm I sure you agree with that too, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I, and I had to learn that too. And I think that, you know, a lot of... Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to generalize here. I'm just, something's coming in. And so I'm going, do I say that or not? You know, I'm checking in. But I, I think it's an important thing that a lot of us highly sensitives grow up taking care of other people because we started, first of all, if we can make our mom or dad happy, then our lives are easier if they're not happy, right? Or if our friends or something. So whoever's around us that's not happy, if we can make them feel better, then we're going to feel better because we won't feel that. And then we take it on as our responsibility to um, take care of people because it then becomes our identity. It's who we are. So, um, and a lot of times I think highly sensitives grow up around people, um, you know, that, uh, and we tend to attract those people who are needy. Or, or, or um, you know, it's, it's a skew of our own mindset thinking that we can take care of other people um, um, because we can only facilitate the healings of others through our own. But, um, but, but because it becomes so much, we believe that that is who we are, then it's hard for us to charge money for that um the other there's another aspect to the money thing that i just want to share a little bit is that when we're children and um we tend to if in our families we ask for things and we can't get them or there's conditions to getting them we make a vow to not ask anymore um, and so, so as, when we grow up as an adult, then we, we don't, there's an underlying energy within us deep down that's unconscious that we can't ask for something and get it. So we can't ask for money. You know, we can't ask for, uh, help, you know, it's part, it's also part of the perfectionist, right? That, that part of us that we're not good enough. So we need to be strong and do everything ourselves. And so there's, I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of entanglement here. So that huge issue. So wonderful, you're helping people with that because that that's it. That's where we trip ourselves up a lot. Yeah, and I think you know I think 
what's key is is for uh, HSPs that are entrepreneurs is actually to shift into a mindset of a CEO and not just in the mindset of the person that does their vocation. So you're not just a healer, you're not just a coach, you're also a business owner. And this is something that most would be like, I don't want to even deal with clients or getting them or selling. Just give me the client and I'll do my work and I'm in a blissful state. And I want to say, I want to help them extend that feeling of bliss also to the CEO state because it shouldn't be the thing you never want to do. It should be part of what you do. And that's kind of what I aspire to teach is that you're more than just the work you do. You're also how you bring the work into the world. That's part of your work Um, and helping them make friends with that part. Yes. Uh, Oh, my God. And that's so beautiful because that's... um because you're in doing that you're helping them shine their light you're Absolutely. helping them you're helping them stand more in the world as their true self not just uh, not just the nurturing part of them and not just the best kept secret of the internet you know it's yeah. that's the whole thing because if you if you only stay in your kind of dream vocation work and you don't do anything to bring it out into the world you're missing out on the impact you're supposed to make. You're missing out on on helping people. If that's truly your mission, then that is part of part of the outreach that needs to happen. And then uh, beautiful things come into place that other people collaborate, help, and support you in your venture if you're out there. Um, and I can see this even now when I did my TED talk, how many people reach out to me and uh, either say wonderful things to me or how they want to support me or whatever. And it just, if I hadn't done that, then I also wouldn't, wouldn't feel that other people are uh, both reaching back to me to help me or reaching out to their communities and doing things there. So I think that's kind of what I, what my dream is that more HSPs, um, if they're not already entrepreneurs, to encourage them that this is a great path for entrepreneurs, uh, for HSPs to be entrepreneurs, I think, and to um, to see also this business as a um, a journey towards your higher self, because that's what it actually is. It it challenges you. It's it's probably the best like self help project you could ever engage in, because the business will push all of your buttons. Um, it will bring out all of your fears, all of your worries, um, all of your lack of self-worth beliefs, whatever it is, it'll, everything will come out, uh, but that needs up for grabs to be healed. And that's why I think it's so powerful to, to go on this journey because it's uniquely healing to do so. Right. And, and, um, and thank you. Thank you for, for leading, um, entrepreneurs and highly sensitive people on this journey because, I think the other thing is 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 um, that's wanting to come through, and uh, is that um, it's the work we do on ourselves that does the biggest healing, not the work that we necessarily do with others. So as we keep on that entrepreneurial journey, or whatever our journey is, right? But but being the CEO of our life, right? Taking control Absolutely. of our life, being that CEO, and really, um, you know knowing that we matter and that that we are here to influence and influence through our own actions and healings um, as we heal, like you healed, you went through a process to be able to get on that TED Talk stage, right? And you you grew 
into doing that. And in growing to do that, you, your, uh, your ability to reach out to so many more people um, and have an influence on them expanded exponentially to your own growth. And that's what yeah. you're, and that's what you're helping the entrepreneurs do, and what I help them do is, is to like, you're not just here for that one person, and you're not just here for, you know, your family. That that you, as an entrepreneur, because, or, or, or as a highly sensitive person, as a spiritual being in a human body, are here to have impact. Everything you do, you think, you feel is resonating out and influencing. Yeah, you see when you say that, that gives me goosebumps because that is exactly how how I feel and that's why I'm so passionate about this and I think also because um, HSPs have these unique gifts that we talked about, they also have the gift of being the change makers and I think that it's harder in today's society to affect change from a political standpoint but I think if you go at it from an entrepreneurial standpoint, if you actually fix the problems yourself rather than hoping governments or whoever will fix them, I think that is the quicker approach for change. And I see that so often with people that have these outstanding initiatives, be kind of developing machines that can clean the ocean from plastic or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. There are so many ways you can express your kind of creative spirit and find solutions for problems that might take politicians another few generations to even think about or figure out. So that's why I think it's really so important because if HSPs don't go on this self-healing journey of entrepreneurship, then the whole planet, at the risk of this sounding grandiose, but the whole planet will suffer because that means they're not do doing this, the work that they were gifted to do. Right, right. And, and uh, to go into a whole other thing, the thing that we said we were going to talk about here, going through this healing process and getting over being the perfectionist and not wanting to make mistakes or not, not putting yourself out there beyond your comfort zone um, hmm. keeps you from meeting the community of people that can help you grow. What, where, you're not here to do this on your own. Right. You, yes. you, you and you know, that's what I love about you and I meeting. It's like, oh, my gosh, here's a sister. Uh, we see each other. Yay. I know, I know. <laughs> but but it's also and we we get to as the TED talk did and as this will do, we're expanding our wisdom and knowledge out into the world and hopefully, you know, creating a community of followers or uh, and people we can support or be supported by or collaborate with in order to really have more of a uh, an even greater impact you know uh, quicker sooner like there's no limitations like you said governments have all these processes uh, highly sensitive people know we can do things very quickly with our yes. with our intentions and um, you know, managing ourselves and healing ourselves, which is happening so much faster in the world right now. So anything is possible, and we know that, and we hold that energy for that to happen. So what do you what do you think? Want to say about uh, community and um, 
the well, need I think for because it. as as HSPs, we're kind of used to dealing with things by ourselves because not many people understand what we feel. So we often feel that our struggles are singular problems, like that nobody else can feel this or nobody else is going through this. And I think the relief that comes from community of like-minded souls who are all going through one variation of this experience or another that is so empowering and it um, not only does it create this kind of support system where we don't need to travel on our own on this path we have travel companions and we can uh, as you said support each other collaborate uh, ignite new ideas um, and that is that is where it gets really interesting is when when you have an idea another person has another complementary idea and together you have an even bigger idea so this is kind of the magic of community to me and that is also something i thought um, about how can i make a contribution to creating such a space how, where how can i do this because i knew that when i was on my journey uh, that's already now over 10 years ago that I started this but I felt alone I felt I had to figure this all out by myself um, and that was something that I wish if I could go back I would have loved to have people around me that could have a in some respects been ahead of me and telling me hey watch out this is going to come up for you don't worry you're going to get over this or or people that I can help that are uh, somehow you know on another part of the journey where I can say hey I've been there and that's why I thought what I want to do with my business, I mean, I do a lot of kind of private coaching, as do you, that kind of thing. But I thought I want to create a community for HSP entrepreneurs where I can give uh, like guiding impulses with some trainings and things like that. But where it's the community that is the main show, not me. Um, and that's why I am um, going to launch in um, September of this year. So whenever you listen to this, this is September 2016. <laughs> um, I'm going to actually launch a, a membership community so that no price is no barrier there and and you can be with other people on this journey and i'm so excited because that is really for me a mission-based move in my business and and i'm really thrilled to be able to support people in that manner then oh my gosh there's so much we are on such the same page because i've been asking i it's not not entrepreneurs but the millennials so i i see myself really like okay how can i support uh the millennials and i'm creating a, a membership site. <laughs> Wonderful! I know. Wonderful. I think that, that is the new future, really, yes. is to, to have this community. That's fantastic. Yes. And I also, I have goosebumps, um, I also am so like you. I wish that I had known that I didn't know need to do this on my own, even though I had teachers and stuff, but I still felt like in some ways the business part was on my own, that people didn't understand. Um, and the the um, the other thing that I wanted to put out there was that as as you a highly sensitive that we you know growing up and being shy and feeling broken in some way or different from other people that we actually like disconnect it from spirit and disconnect it from ourselves and disconnect it from others and in this journey you get to connect with you start connecting with yourself and when you start connecting with yourself you see how you're connected to everything and to source Absolutely. and that that you really have 
a very strong power connection to everything. That's your your gift. And, and you've kind of like cut, pulled all the cords and said, all right, I'm going this way, when you really have <laughs> this huge universe and people that were always around you. It was just our mindset that said, we're broken, we're not good enough, we're not yeah. perfect enough, or whatever it was. And that once you get this, then you go, oh my gosh, you know, there's so much out there in so many different ways you have support and 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 two valuable places you have support is through um elena and i and and um and and the communities that we're both creating and and in the community that's already out there so just that's amazing I'm, I'm so thrilled we're both doing this because i think um we all are looking for our home and um and and to be able to provide an environment where people can feel at home I think that is so precious and um, wonderful. I was super glad to hear that you're doing this. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all the wonderful work that you're doing in the world and, and how you're helping people, the highly sensitives, you know, grow and shine and, uh, you know, live their truth, their purpose and their passion in the world. Um, so how can people find you? How do you, where do you want them to go? and? Um, I know you have a free ebook that they can sign up on your website. Um, so yes, that's, a, that's just a little uh, kind of resource guide, especially useful if you're a first time, uh, oh, I'm HSP, you know, that's a great little uh, starting point. So you can get that on my website and also um, I have some webinars you can sign up for. So everybody can go to entreprincess.com. So that's a, a, uh, a wordsmithing uh, play on entrepreneur and princess on the P because I have been called a princess on the P for all my life and I want to show that you can be an entrepreneur being a princess on the P. So entreprincess.com is uh, where you can find out everything and connect with me on all my social media as well. Great, great. And um, and I want to say on the free, I, I love that free ebook. And I love the personality test. I took that. Oh, that was, yeah, that's that was great. great. I'd never heard of that that site. So there's lot there's lots of information on her her sensitive success ebook. So sign up that for that on her on her page, and um, and then the other thing that um, what was I thinking? Shoot, um, just left my mind that I thought was really. Yeah, and then go go check out her TED Talk, The Gentle Power of, of Highly Sensitive People. Pe people. Yeah. And um, darn, it's coming to me, but I, I forgot. I had something else that was, was there. But And watch for her sign up so you can get her information on her, her launch, her community launch in September. Mm -hmm. And any last words here, wisdom, or anything that uh, we didn't cover that you want to share? Oh, I'm I know, just like I'm to say to any. Sorry, yes. I'm sorry. Your your lotion. Your I wanted to share because that's you know that's a big part of who you are, right? That the whole process. Yes. So yes, you want to share that? Sure. I mean that that's a business I actually sold, but uh, on my journey oh. I actually created a um, skincare business, and that was that was where I did had my steepest learning curve, but also my highest success. Um, and that I, I created a, a balm to take care of my skin condition and I managed to build that into a pretty 
kind of well-known international brand, which was an amazing success for me. And I thought I was always too sensitive to do that kind of thing. <laughs> I was Congratulations. Like, I cannot, who am I to do this? Yes. And I think that <laughs> leads me nicely into, into our kind of closing words is that um, for so long I thought, who am I? Uh, to to do this, who am I to think I can have an amazing business, and who am I to make a lot of money? And um, the answer is, I was already enough. And so is anybody else who's listening to this. You're already good enough. You already have everything you need inside of you. And I realized for me, the the path there was not a path to thinking myself through this, but to acting my way through this. Like, and not acting in the actor sense, but in action sense is like really going forward and uh learning by doing and um so i know we're all the thinkers and the feelers and i would encourage all of the hsps to be the doers as well mm-hmm. um and and to everybody to step up and and share their gifts with all of us mm-hmm. thank you so much i really appreciated this alina um uh, This has been amazing and um, sharing what highly sensitive, what it means to be highly sensitive, that we are enough, the journey, um, you know, what what the gifts that we have as highly sensitive people and um, how we're all here to help each other grow and um, help each other uh, heal and share our gifts with the world. And I appreciate that. that, So thank you. I'm sure we'll have something. We'll do this again sometime. I really enjoyed it. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been an honor and a pleasure to be here. And also thank you to everybody who is listening to us. I hope you got a lot out of it as well. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, yes, thank you everybody for listening. And um, if you feel hungry and curious for more inspiring interviews and transformative podcasts like this one, you can go to iTunes under Millennials and Money Cafe and uh, search there or go on MarilynO'Malley.com. And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, having to post Instagram, YouTube under Coach Marilyn or Marilyn O'Malley. And to Living, Loving, and Mattering, thank you for listening. And if you like this, please share it. <laughs>